0: You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's
1: baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone, Tim McMaster here along with Steve Gilbert, our MLB.com D-backs reporter. And Steve, we're getting ready to head to Florida for the 2017 winter meetings uh, in Lake Buena Vista, Florida, just uh, next door, basically, or part of the Disney establishment. Um, so we're going to look ahead to that a little bit. We're going to look also back at one of the more memorable d winter meetings of the past. But let's take care of some news and notes before we get into that stuff. One of those news and notes, uh, T.J. McFarlane is back on a one-year deal. The team had non-tendered him. Um, he's a success story to a degree from 2017 to the point where they kind of um, took him in at that point on a cheaper deal, and, and he pitched for them all season long. So do they expect more of the same, or would they like him to be even a little more effective in 2018? Yeah, I think, Tim,
0: um, when you look at T.J.'s season last year, there were a couple of outings that really – Um, boosted his ERA up there. Uh, And one of them was an emergency start that he made uh, in Minnesota, where he lasted only a third of an inning, gave up six or seven runs. It was kind of ugly. And that, when you're a reliever and you're not you know, throwing that many innings, uh, to have an outing like that and another outing against the Cubs where he gave up six runs, um, those really take its toll on your ERA. So I think uh, if they're able to use TJ um, the way they did for much of last year, you know, bringing him in, especially against lefties, um, using him not necessarily in high leverage situations, but uh, uh, I think he can be effective, and and certainly um, they they were able to get him at a little bit lower than what they probably would have had to do via arbitration, unless he hits his incentives and has a big year, and in that case he'll make a little bit more. And uh, if he does that, they'll be happy to
1: to pay that a little, little bit extra for him. The other player that they non-tendered was J.J. Hoover. Similar situation. Is there any chance he could return as well? Yeah, I think they'll probably stay in touch with him and see and see if they could bring him back. Um, again,
0: another guy that they brought in last year is a non-roster uh, invitee to spring training. Didn't allow a run during the spring um, and pitched well at times for them during the year, but just somebody they didn't want to take the risk of going to arbitration with and having him um, you know,
1: win and, and have a guaranteed salary like that. Makes a lot of sense. All right, let's look ahead to those winter meetings, and uh, obviously look at this D-back team. There are some things to take care of, and obviously the entire market has been slowed down um, by Shohei Ohtani and and Giancarlo Stanton, and those guys and where they're going to head. Now, the D-backs are out of the Ohtani sweepstakes. He picked his seven finalists. Arizona, not one of them, so time to look elsewhere to fill the holes. Uh, What type of meetings do you expect from Arizona? Is this going to be a situation where they can get things done or where they're just kind of putting things in place, getting conversations going and looking to uh, the next few weeks to a month to finish things?
0: Well, I think they're going to continue to try to look at, at, at three different areas. I think they'll look at trying to add to their bullpen depth. I think they, they need to add uh, some catching depth and they need to, uh, to add some depth to their outfield. So whether or not uh, they can they can work a deal during the, the winter meetings, we'll see. Um, you know the the Boxberger thing kind of came together because Tampa didn't want to uh, the Brad Boxberger thing kind of came together because Tampa didn't want to uh, offer him arbitration. They were going to non tender him, so they wanted to get something for him, uh, and that's why that came to fruition before the winter meetings. So I think the Diamondbacks are going to continue to do what they've done uh, last year, and that is kind of be in contact with a number of different teams, but kind of pick their spots here and there and wait for certain bargains to kind of come to them, uh, as opposed to spending big money on a free agent, you know, last year they kind of waited, uh, and it was during the winter meetings that they signed Fernando Rodney who was coming off uh, a rough second half. So, um, you know, they might look to see if there's somebody on the market that who, who is not getting or the offers that maybe they expected, um, or maybe somebody available in trade, um, that they could that they could get that's a controllable player and not
1: overly expensive. Starting to hear talk out there that Stanton could make up his mind about waiving his no trade clause by the end of the week and Otani could also make a decision before the start of these winter meetings. If those two things happen, do you think this winter meetings has the chance because everything has been so bottlenecked that things could get crazy and we could have another um, kinda nuts Winter meetings with whole, all sorts of things going on, all sorts of teams involved. because some Yeah, teams, I really do. To do. I do really yeah. do because
0: you bring up the, the, the great point that there are a lot of teams that are in on Otani or, or in on Stanton that are kind of put everything on hold until they hear back on that. And once that starts to happen, um, I think you'll start to see other outfielders um, start to go Uh, and that could start the market uh, going again when teams, you know, maybe they're not holding back a certain amount of money um, for these other deals or players for these other deals. Um, I think then you'll see kind of a flurry of activity because I think there's a lot of teams that have been put into a holding pattern um, while the teams involved with those two players are, are still kind of working things out.
1: All right, let's look back a little bit. 2009, uh, one of the big trades of those winter meetings included the D-backs. It was the deal between the D-backs, the Yankees, and the Tigers. The D-backs acquired Edwin Jackson and Ian Kennedy to help out the rotation. Uh, The Yankees got Curtis Granderson from the Tigers, and the Tigers got Max Scherzer from the D-backs, Daniel Schlereth, Phil Koch, and they get Austin Jackson now when you listen to all those names, obviously the one that stands out probably the most. I mean, there's some some big names in there, but obviously Max Scherzer um, and kind of one that got away for the D-backs, I guess. When they look back on this deal, do you take some positives from it because Ian Kennedy was a serviceable guy, or is this just the the Max Scherzer trade? Well, you
0: know, now now it looks like just the Max Scherzer trade, but I remember back in, in 2011, um, when Scherzer was still working to establish himself a, 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 as an upper echelon pitcher. Um, Ian Kennedy went 21-4 and four with a 288 ERA. I mean, he led the NL in wins um, on a Diamondbacks team that, that won the division that year. Um, so at, at the time, it looked like, wow, that might be a, a really good deal for the Diamondbacks because they ended up flipping um, Edwin Jackson the, the following year to the, uh, the White Sox for Daniel Hudson, who had a big uh, year in 2011. So he and Kennedy were, were at the top of that rotation and, and reasons why the Diamondbacks were able to win the division in 2011. So it's funny to see kind of how when you judge a trade immediately, when you judge a trade a few years later, and then when you look at it long term, how, how it can change so much. So, sure, I think the Diamondbacks look at it as, you know, uh, Max Scherzer got away and, um, but the, you know, the open question is always you know, would, would they have been able to afford him um, because he got and kind of reached his potential just before his, you know became a free agent. And with Kennedy and then with Hudson, they did get some value there. So um, a very interesting trade and, and some big names in, in that trade, as you mentioned, Austin Jackson, too, and, and Curtis Granderson. So there was a lot of talent um, that got traded
1: there uh, in that deal great point if the D-backs don't make that trade maybe they don't make the postseason back then and um also it is a good point I mean he went to Detroit and he was good but he wasn't the Max Scherzer we know now really until like you said right before he reached free agency and signed that big deal with the Washington Nationals so even if they had held on to him they probably wouldn't have him right now so I think you look back on that and then certainly some some short-term positives came out of it for the D-backs um so that was a good one, an interesting one for sure. You mentioned Fernando Rodney being something that happened a year ago. They're back in that same position now, right? But do, is there more of a feeling now that they don't have to get that closer because they have Archie Bradley if needed? Yeah, and I think that you know getting Boxberger helps too uh, in yeah. a
0: sense that uh, you know he provides some depth back there and he allows them flexibility if a closer does fall to them. Uh, if they do have a deal out there that's reasonable, if they do find a free agent out there that that's reasonable, they can still get that closer and guarantee them that, they're, that they will close. That was one of the, the, the reasons that they were able to sign Fernando Rodney at such a reasonable price last year is they were one of the few teams to tell them, hey, you're going to close for us. This year, again, without locking themselves into, hey, Bradley's the closer, hey, Boxberger's the closer, um, they could pull something like that again with somebody that's looking for to go to a team where they can rebuild their value maybe and, and be, be pretty much assured
1: that they're going to be the closer going in. Great point all around. All right, well, the next time we talk, Steve, it'll be down in Lake Buena Vista, Florida. We'll actually be in person for a change at the winter meetings. I'm looking forward to it. This has been MLB.com Extras, our D-backs edition. For Steve Gilbert, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time.